Alright, here we are, day three of Slay the Dragon. Today's episode is all about meeting the mentor. You're a good guy to talk to you about that, like. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the world's only speed mentor is a good place. To, <laughs> it's a good place to start. So this is the point of our hero's journey whenever the mentor shows up, right? This is the moment where they have gone into the magical world, the special world, they're outside of their usual environment, and, and the mentor is there. The mentor may have been with them. He, he actually, he or she may have been the one that would have taken them from the status quo or maybe met them in the shire. But ultimately, it's the mentor that's then going to train the hero prepare them for the journey ahead and equip them with the right tools and everything that they need who i'm interested to know who is the mentor of the speed mentor is there any people along your journey that have you know really significantly helped you out yeah there's one guy and you know what just when you asked me that i just realized that i haven't don't think i've ever actually put this out hey happy days i haven't talked about this so you're getting an absolute exclusive so during my period of time whenever i had lost everything and i was trying to build up the wall group and I was working 16 hours a day, seven days a week, 32 days off in seven years total. No, oh. no Christmas dinner for seven years. No Christmas dinner for seven years because I was working on Christmas Day. You just love suffering, don't you? Uh, no, their <laughs> suffering was unbelievable and my fa- family. But it was part of a plan that was a seven-year sacrifice plan that I had built in because I'd lost everything. But I had one guy, and I'm going to name check him here because yeah. I've n- never mentioned it before, a guy called Marshall Taylor. And he's a reasonably well-known uh, business person in um, Belfast. He used to own Ultra Property Sales up at Forest Side. And uh, I used to see him one hour a week, every Friday. And I swear, whenever I was going through the grind of that 16 hours a day, um, seven days a week, just the thought of having that one hour yeah. of sunshine, where he was the only person who really knew about my circumstance, because I hadn't told anybody else, none of my staff knew um, the predicament that I was in I didn't want to burden them with that mm. and he was the one guy who I was able to talk to really openly one hour a bacon and chicken sandwich or Murphy Browns on the Cape Hill Road <laughs> and I swear to God um, that one hour was just bliss Brilliant. I could offload to him he could say Gavin do you know what because he's been in business mm, I think you could blah 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 or you're doing great normally do you know what for me at that stage it was just brilliant I'm, I'm awestruck you know, he was almost saying that back to me, but that's part of his mentorship. Yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. brilliant. You've come really well on this journey. Yeah. Like, you're still going. Fair play, boy. Yeah, you know, uh, drink up, have your dad cook yeah, there, yeah. your your chicken and bacon sandwich. And your uh your Belfast brew, Sugi tea, get it into you, yeah, big man. And, get it in, yeah. <laughs> and that was that that was it. That one hour was absolutely magical. Yeah. Um every every single week. So for me. What was some of the key stuff that he would have been advising you at that stage? So he life? he had done he had done trading businesses, so he had actual knowledge in the sector I was in. So he used to have seven, I think, handbag shops back in the day before mm. he had ultra property sales. So he knew about staff, he knew about multi-site, he knew about margins, he knew about um, scaling business. Um, he was a bit wiser than me, 10 years, you know, he hadn't had the massive failure that I'd had, but he had enough empathy, mm. which is absolutely massive, you know, for any mentor um, to have empathy is uh, as much an important tool as the knowledge of the actual business, etc. So he was very empathetic to me. He knew I needed just encouragement, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, I probably needed more tickle. I talk about sometimes my uh, in Speed Matter podcast about kicking them in where it hurts. Yeah, more often <laughs> I'm a do do that too much and not tickle on the underbelly. He sort yeah, of yeah. knew I needed just tickle under the underbelly each week. Yeah, an example, you know, his EQ was high enough to know. 
just need to keep encouraging Gavin yeah. and we can help him get out the other end of this really deep under the mountains of I was going to say Morn there. Yeah. Well, why not? Sure. Morn Irish fight. Yeah. <laughs> under the mountains of Morn. And so that was really, I would never, if you said to me, if there's one thing you took away from me during that sort of seven year sacrifice, whenever I was really up against it, if you took away that one hour a week, I don't make it to the other end. Wow. 100%. That's really, that speaks a lot of mentorship. I don't know. Yeah. 100%. It's odd, actually, that I've never talked about that before. Yeah. Um, sometimes we think about the mentor about lifting you to the height but that was just getting me through that stuff mm. and second second most important person after my wife in that part of my yeah. journey yeah on the topic of family actually i would say one of the key mentors in my life has actually been my granny yeah i'm really fortunate that i still have both of my, my, my grannies mm-hmm. and this one granny in particular she has walked me through nearly all of my hero journeys and I mean, she really is. She is. I've. Uh, she's one. Uh, one off, if not the most important person. Uh, that has kind of walked me through the whole scale mm-hmm. of my life. And as I mentioned previously, you know, I now I've been married for three years, and Jackie is like mm-hmm. incredible, and she is really, really. You know, some days I just think if I didn't have Jackie, I don't know where I would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. But Granny, we have a because we have a long, obviously a long history together. But what's interesting about Granny is Granny doesn't have technical knowledge Mm -hmm. she doesn't even really get what a podcast is Mm -hmm. and it's not like even that i go to granny for business strategy but what granny has is she's got experience and she's got life experience and i suppose she would never say it like this she certainly wouldn't if you're listening granny sorry for embarrassing you (laughs) but there is she's seen the hero's journey played out in her own life tens of times in the lives of other people thousands of times and there's that real wisdom that comes with old age i always say you know the wisdom comes with gray hair i see you're getting some here so your your uh, legitimacy has been uh you know it's been upped in recent years but they have seen the patterns of life they have been lived through the highs and lived through the lows and granny is always someone who is really really good at giving me the big picture mm-hmm. really good at giving me that kind of just general life wisdom that i can apply to any specific scenario Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the mentors in my life are like that. They have not re- they have not necessarily been able to help me with the nitty gritty details, mm-hmm. but they have been able to help me with the bigger sort of picture. And what I have experienced in my life, uh, you know, I was born in ninety five, which I know will probably make some people <laughs> listening feel very very old, or you know, young if you're a if you're a millennial or whatever, but. A lot of my technical ability and a lot of the specifics, I've gone to the digital world to help me with Mm -hmm. because I grew up with YouTube, I grew up with podcasts, I grew up with blog posts, and I'm really thankful for that because some of the things, you know, like starting a podcast, locally, there was not a lot of people I could have turned to to help me with how do I get the good microphones? How do I get the sound quality? Da, da, da. But thankfully, I had this whole world of online mentors mm-hmm. who could walk me through the specifics of that. And I think that that is really interesting in the day and age we're living in. There's that digital mentor bit and there's the physical mentor bit. And I think both are absolutely essential. You cannot have one without the other. Well, the stuff from your granny, I know because we see each other regularly enough. And you're 24? Yep. Yeah, 24. 
and uh, you have a sage-like quality. There's absolutely <laughs> no doubt the wisdom of, from your granny. That's because it. Probably if there's somebody that I come into, you know, <laughs> you know, there's normally a fair bit of pressure on me because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I'm down Thursdays. I'll pop in for five minutes to see Matt. <laughs> He'll just give me a wee look and then I'll be all right. I'll go back out to solve the rest of the, the world's problems. So she has definitely imbued that into yourself. Mm. There's a sage-like quality in you, um, despite the 20. You don't have the grey stuff yet, but you do. In your mind, you have the wisdom. Yeah, the, the, the grey power. That's what she always yeah. calls that, it. <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> Cool. Uh, any digital mentors that have helped you out along the way? So um, the other, so last last year, um, I really was scarring because I was looking to take my sort of stuff to another level and push myself onto another new journey. Um, I think I really looked hard for who could talk to me and help me at the next stage because, you know, I was doing quite a lot on LinkedIn and social then at that stage and started to speak at different things and pushing myself and letting people know what it was that I did to have the success that I had and what I'd been through got me through. And I actually struggled. It's funny when you say about the digital stuff, we mm. talk about that Dorian Yates thing. I was looking around Northern Ireland. I don't mean this in any disrespect. And there's far more successful people than me in Northern Ireland, you know, in monetary ways, et cetera, et cetera. But I was saying, where, who can I go to? And I came up with a short list of about two or three names. But when I went looked at them, I said, they're just not, into the things that I am in. Yeah. They're building businesses, but I'm actually looking to actually try and influence a, a country. And this sound, might sound like Gavin's blowing smoke up his own ass, but that's what I'm interested well, we've in. We have a shared goal. Yeah. You know, both of us are deeply passionate about Northern Ireland yeah. and deeply passionate about bringing about a change. Yeah. So, 100%. say it, own think, it. Yeah, yeah. And I do. So, that, but during that process, I was going, uh, and actually, the, the person I came up with and um, was a guy called Rob Moore. And um, certainly I know a lot of my listeners will know who Rob Moore is. And yeah, I've read a couple of some his books. Years, yeah. yeah. And uh, I read one of his books, Life, Life Leverage. Absolutely brilliant book. And I started thinking, this is the guy. I didn't know that much about him. He'd been going for a while. And last year when I was trying to free myself from some shackles that I'd put on myself, for instance, I was mentoring a lot of people. Um, maybe doing 20 hours mentoring a week. And that was all pro bono. Wow. It was all for free. So... I got half a working week for most people. Now, not half a working week for me, but I was doing that all pro bono. But other people were asking me for more time. Yeah. So they were saying, look, I want to see you every week. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I can't do that because of... And then I was arbitrarily saying no to some people who want... And I saw that Rob was actually doing this in his business in yeah. England. And he was doing podcasts about it and he was writing books about it. But I couldn't bring myself to charge mm-hmm. money. For mentoring because yeah, yeah, it was something yeah. I loved doing, I was passionate about. It's also a, a real Northern Irish thing as so well. Yeah, don't value yourself and your own yeah, time, yeah. etc. So, like, I was eating into my family's time for mm-hmm. stuff I wasn't getting paid, but I enjoyed giving it. And because yeah. I enjoyed giving it, I felt I couldn't charge for it. Yeah. And I looked around and said, That guy's charging for it. And he mightn't even be as passionate about me, about that element of his, what he does. And um, so I went to him. Mm-hmm. Actually, and he became my mentor. Yeah, and I paid him a lot of money. Sure, far more money than I'm ever going to charge anybody else. Yeah, to release me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure whether he's Gandalf in in the story, if you know what I mean. But yeah. he actually gave me the power. He released me to take the next stage of my journey. Yeah, which yeah. Was to do it more on a, on a sort of a business perspective, yeah. so that you can bring it to a higher level. Yeah. So this is interesting because you and I have talked personally yeah. about um the role of the money in that yeah. mentorship. And so the conclusion we've kind of got to is that actually the money was worth every penny because it almost, is a weird way to say this, 
you almost bought yourself permission to go and do exactly. it. And you know what? That's actually that you see that in stories all over the world. One of my favorite books is uh, called The Alchemist, right? Ah, yeah. And The Alchemist is the perfect fable for the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. It literally is, you know, Paulo Coelho, he sat down and he wrote this book and it's basically just a formula step-by-step of the hero's journey. It's about this little shepherd boy and he has this dream about finding treasure. He's Spanish uh, outside the pyramids mm-hmm. and he goes on this colossal, epic, old-timey... I'm, I'm reading it at the minute. Are you? Yeah. It's so good. But at the start of the book, he meets a gypsy woman and he goes to her to talk about his dream and says, can you interpret my dream? And the dream went something like this. Um, He's at the pyramids, he's digging a hole and there's a treasure. And he turns around to the the gypsy woman and he asks, "Um, so what does this dream mean? And the gypsy woman says, okay, you have to give me 10% of your treasure Mm -hmm. if uh, I tell you what this dream means. And the boy goes, okay. And then she, he goes, well, what is it? And she turns and says, you have to go to the pyramids and dig a hole and you'll get treasure. And he's absolutely raging. He is so, <laughs> yeah, so angry at her because he says, you just told me exactly what I already knew. And actually, sometimes the role of the mentor yeah. isn't even to teach you something new. There's always that moment in, you know, the great movies and books that we love today where actually the hero finds out that they have it inside them all along, right? Mm-hmm. And for the role of mentorship and the role of paid mentorship, I don't necessarily want to jump into a whole Rob Moore uh, money yeah. retelling, but you know there is something about the transaction of money. Um, there's a great verse in, is it the New Testament or the Gospels? And, or maybe it's an old proverb in the Hebrew Bible. Anyway, somewhere in the, in the realms of Christianity, there's this verse that says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And what I've heard people spin that as, almost wherever you point your money towards, your interest will also follow. And what's really interesting, you see this in people's lives all the time, they aren't interested in getting fit. They aren't interested in losing weight. And then all of a sudden, they pay a personal trainer £500 a month. And they are really, really interested yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that was fascinating. And bizarre, this is a bizarre one. I don't know how this fits into the veil. I had a guy called Mick Donaghy who waited. He wanted to pay me for mentorship and I refused for six months. <laughs> And people would hardly believe that's even possible. I said, yeah. no, I was too busy with my pro bono stuff and I didn't want to start that journey yet. Yeah, yeah. He waited for six months and he said, I don't want free mentorship. I want to pay for it. Yeah. And interestingly, he's been one of my most successful mentees. Wow. And at the moment we started the mentorship, after I freed myself from all of that and went to Rob Moore, et cetera, he paid me. First question, what are your goals? Told me his goals and we have freaking smashed them amazing absolutely smashed them he's gone from being an employee in new zealand in six months to now being a 50 percent shareholder and business partner in a new recruitment business opening in brisbane in australia class. in six months um, brilliant and probably that six months waiting for me <laughs> he, had, he was all ready to go and yeah. because he knew what he wanted and he put his money down and yeah. there we go and bang I've done, a, I've done an episode about it on Speed Mentor Pet yeah. podcast. Unbelievable. There's a lot to be said about the, the intention piece there, yeah. I suppose. Um, in terms of the mentorship stuff, for me, you know, you guys are all, you guys listening are already there. You've tapped into one of the, the greatest mediums possible for learning, and that is podcasting. I mean, honestly, like, I, I would say like 80%, if not more, of any success I've had with my own podcast and with business has come from things that I've learned while listening myself. And it's that beautiful bit where it is whenever I'm cycling on my bike. It is whenever I'm doing the dishes. It's whenever I'm doing the housework. (laughs) Like a wee bit on that. So I 
my favorite podcast. I am only allowed to listen to it when I'm doing housework because it's it's my wee thing that actually makes uh-huh. me do it. So that's just a, that's 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 just one thrown in there just for the crack. Um, books have played a massive role in my life, both fiction and nonfiction. And yeah, you can do online courses. There's you know great things like Udemy, Skillshare, YouTube. I mean, I have learned all the technical stuff from YouTube pretty much. And it's yeah, I remember I came in with a technical query one day about my mics whenever I was starting the <laughs> podcast thing. Matt just goes, there's your answer, Gavin. You're you know, showing your age. Well, I am a technophobe, as you know, for yeah, me, yeah. actually, I mean, you mentored me through that process yeah. of getting the equipment and the fear of it, Yeah, you know, because I am useless at that type of thing. Sure. Um, but so for outside of the digital mentorship, for yeah. the physical mentorship, you know, I, I suppose I'll say relational mentorship. What I mean by that is I love Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin and all these guys, Stephen Pressfield. They've impacted my life tremendously. Never met them. They've no idea who I am and they most likely never will. What about for those actual mentorships like my granny, like a recent friend of mine called Owen from the BBC who's just really, really helped me out with you know strategy and things like that? Um, or if I, you know, if someone was coming to see yourself they were going to pay for mentoring what advice do you have from being on the other side of the table of being a good mentee Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people go about that the wrong way maybe they're we've been entitled or maybe they put weird expectations on their mentor what can you say in your experience so what, what I would say, in fact, I've done an episode where I got sacked by two mentees and I actually told, <laughs> I, I, no mentor would even dare mention that, but I, I tell everything, you know, I'm you know, a real candid truth teller. So because I do, I want success, I want success so passionately for them. You know, it's a, it, it may be paying me, but it's a vocation for me. It's a love. Um, and if they don't have success, I take it really, really personally. Their mm. success will be my success. But the most successful mentees are the ones that know what it is that they want. Yeah. And then I'm guiding them rather than spending a lot of time trying to work out what mm-hmm. their what their shit is. You know, we yeah, all yeah, have yeah. our own shit. And I don't mean that 100%. in a real negative sense to anybody. But if they've really thought about it before they come to the mentorship, um, and they say, these are my goals. Bang, 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 bang. Right, let's get after them. Yeah. That's all right. I know how to do that. I do that every day of the week. Yeah. That's that's easy. Well, let's write them down. Let's work it mm-hmm. back. Let's start sharing them. Who can we get on board? The other great thing about um, maybe myself as a mentor, and I hope this doesn't sound like an advertorial. It's just part of our thing. This wasn't premeditated. This episode is sponsored by The Speed Mentor. You can find The Speed Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I'll jump in and save you here, right? One of the big lessons that uh, a manager of mine in New York taught yeah. me was the importance of timekeeping whenever you're working with mentors because these people are most likely really time-starved individuals yeah. who are really busy. Their hourly rate could be absolutely through the roof if they were ever even to dream of you know giving yeah. out an hourly rate. And you as a mentee, it's so important to respect their time, honor their time. And there was this class moment where um, one of the guys I worked with, he walked in one morning. This is amazing, right? He walked in one morning and he was five minutes late. And he had his wee Starbucks coffee in his hand and everything mm-hmm. like that. And she just turned around to him and just said, why do you think that you can walk in here five minutes late mm-hmm. and still go to Starbucks? 
And that's always just stuck with me because it was a great wee kind of like picture, that picture of him looking terrified, face frozen, mouth open of just, you know, there's something to be said about being punctual about, and you know, things happen, life happens, but you know, honoring the other person's time, showing up whenever you're supposed to, I think is really just fundamental, isn't it? Yeah, well, that that's a really, really good. So if you take the pro bono uh, mentoring that I have done a lot of, I would say to people, those really, if you're not ready, say for paid mentorship, whatever, we've talked about them, your granny, this other business partner, you know what it is? Every person who will give you that assistance, <clears throat> add value to them in the first instance. Mm. That's how you get in the door. So if you can see somebody who's having success in, your, in the field that you're looking to get into, but they're not actually a mentor, a paid mentor, because there's lots of people who have great knowledge. How do you add some value to this person? Yeah. How do you even start? If you go on the LinkedIn and start flipping commenting on their posts, people love that. Yeah. Start engaging with them. Start giving flatter, you know, giving a bit of flattery. Start saying, you know what? I spotted you have a wee problem there in mm-hmm. that post you did. I actually know the solution. Yeah. So you as a potential mentee or somebody who's going to get a greater amount of help back from the world, if you start saying, you know what? I can help you with that. Yeah. I, here's here's me offering some of my time. Don't ask for anything back. Yeah. That will be clocked at the other end. Yeah, yeah, so you good. Know? And it's, when you don't ask for anything back, this is you know don't go in there waiting for the reciprocation. You might have it at the back of your mind. Do you know what? It'd be great if I could get some help from this person. Yeah, yeah. Add yeah. a bit of value in there. I can tell you for a fact, folks. Yeah, it comes back to you. You give it out in slices, it'll come back in loaves every single solitary time. So good. But it mightn't come back from where you expect. <laughs> That's the truth, and, isn't it? Uh, this is this is what people who. I have done plenty of posts about this before. People, if they don't get it back from the person that they gave it to, that bugger. Sure. Do you know what? I, I, I yeah, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. You don't get it back. I'll tell you a very quick example. I'm not sure that a lot of people know this. I'll tell it very quickly. Was that um, the big billboard campaign I had across Northern yeah, yeah, Ireland yeah. there? Everybody talk thinks, to the wall, man. Yeah, talk to the wall <laughs> and me with paper with airplanes flying and all this stuff all around, all around the country. I didn't pay for that, mm. right? That was actually free from the guys at um, Bazaar who own the things. They saw that I was adding value to Northern Ireland, trying to encourage other people over an extended period of time. Yeah. They approached me and said, we want to do this campaign. Here's what it looks like. And I said, look, I don't have the budget for that. I'm not really in that space. Oh, no, we're doing that to reward you for what you're doing for other people. Class. So if you're adding the value out to other people, when you seek or need help, yeah. it'll be there yeah. from that mentor or from Galdon yeah, yeah. or whoever it yeah. might be. And that's a big part of this step of the hero's journey as well is the friends, the allies, yeah. the alliances that you make along the way. You know, they're they're fundamental. You know, every Frodo needs a Sam. My favorite character yeah. in Other Rings is Sam, Sam because see, yeah. without Sam, Frodo would never have got anywhere. And Sam's not really a mentor. Yeah. Um, in the in the church sort of world, like we like we sort of say, you need a Paul. You need a Barnabas and you need a Timothy. Yeah. And the Paul is the guy who's above you. Mm-hmm. And he is your mentor. He is like, you know, the big chief who's been there, done that, doesn't take any nonsense from you. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Barnabas. And Barnabas is someone who's at the same stage of life that you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, they're maybe the same age as you or they've just started a podcast at the same yeah. time or they're also trying to sell T-shirts online or whatever it might be. And there's amazing um, kind of mentorship that takes place among people 
on the same level as you yeah. too and there's great support and then um we'll not dive into this now but the timothy is really just then someone who you're mentoring and i know what the, so the, the very final episode we do this series is going to be all about giving back and sharing the treasure but that's it for today guys that's us uh for meet the mentor and tomorrow we're going to be talking all about really the ultimate stage when you're going into the the, the cave when you're facing the dragon and whenever you're really in the belly of the beast, mm-hmm. whenever the temperature's turned up and there's that one massive step you need to take uh, to kind of push yourself to the next level. You'll be ready, though. <laughs> We're with you, folks. Okay. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. What is it you say? It's your choice. It's your choice. <laughs> you, better, you better come back tomorrow, though. <laughs> I'm